0: so quiet here this morning. I can hardly bear it. It's quiet. Well, welcome to worship. It's good to have you here today. Uh, just a couple quick announcements to share with you. Uh, if you would like to serve over at the Family Supportive Housing this <laughs> afternoon, uh, we have three men who are serving in the kitchen over there. They might... Uh, I think they could use a little bit of help. I think they'll be fine if they don't get it, but uh, if you would like to help out, please contact Joanne Lambert about that. Uh, One friendly reminder, and that is uh, two weeks from today, maybe you saw the sign coming in, we will have one church service that day, the 3rd of June. Uh, We are having five of our young people uh, be confirmed in their faith, and some attend this service, some attend uh, early, So we decided to come together as one congregation uh, for our five young people. I do hope that you will plan to join us for that time of celebration on the 3rd of June. Uh, Another reminder, and that is uh, if you would like to uh, bring treats on a Sunday sometime, there is a sign-up sheet for this service uh, following the service. If you've never done it before, uh, Jan Jernberg would be happy to walk you through it. It's not, it doesn't have to be that elaborate. So please uh, check out the sign-up sheet uh, that is there. <clears throat> Flowers on the altar this morning have been provided by Clark and Darrell Canham uh, to commemorate their 43rd wedding anniversary. They are out of town, hopefully doing something fun. Uh, they're not here with us today. Um, and then today is the birthday of Dorothy Williams and Bud Stump. Uh, longtime members of our congregation. I will not tell you how old Dorothy is. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, but I will tell you that Bud Stump turns 93 today. Um, <clears throat> I see them both on a regular basis. They uh, don't come to church uh, much anymore, hard for them to get out and about. Uh, Bud Stump uh, is all there with his mind. Uh, he asks about people in the congregation who have been longtime members. Uh, He has pretty much lost all of his vision, but his hearing is still good, his uh, mind is still good, and his heart is still good. So we will remember uh, them both in our prayers for today. Well, that's it on the announcements. Uh, Today is Pentecost Sunday. Uh, We celebrate the birth of the church today. I invite you to stand as we begin with our call to worship. From the second psalm, The psalmist says, serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Oh, Lord, our God, we come together on this quiet, cool Sunday morning. We come together in recognition that you are almighty God, the creator of all that is, seen and unseen. We thank you for the gift of life you have given to us, and we pray this morning that you would stop us. Help us to be still of heart, to hear your voice when you speak. Uh, Lord, even as we come into your presence and recognize you are our holy God, we know that you are also approachable as you have made yourself known to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. So as we come together this day, help us to celebrate your goodness, your grace, the many blessings you have poured out upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. We did talk about the silence in the church, but uh, not always. <laughs> All right. Today is the day that the Lord has made. And let's join together in our opening song Here I Am to Worship. Thank okay. you. Invite the children to come forward for the children's message. Right now, children can come forward for the children's message. And you can be seated right up there next to the two boys. All right. Well, I brought a friend with me uh, to church this morning. (coughs) Friend, you saw that bear. What do you think of him? He's big, big, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, you've got a bear like this. Only he's black, huh? Yeah. And I'll have to ask Ryan. Does this bear have a name? It doesn't have a name. Just, just a big, big brown bear. Yeah. Well, some of you out in the congregation might uh, know this, but. In A long time ago, before you were born, there was a television show about a big brown bear up in Alaska, and this big brown bear got to know a young boy by the name of Mark. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, What this bear was called? Gentle Ben, yeah, Gentle Ben, and so Gentle Ben was this, this bear that was huge, he was Big brown bear up in up in Alaska, and uh, as I was looking up information about Gentle Ben, uh, there were two other bears. Uh, they both began with the letter B. Now I can't remember. One was named Buck, and the other something. But they played this brown bear from, from the book. They, they 75% of the the bear acting was done by these two B bears. Yeah, just so for your information because I know you wanted to know that. Anyway, Gentle Ben. Gentle Ben was his name. So he's this big bear that you might think is kind of scary, but nobody's scared of him, right? You're not scared of this bear, are you? No, no. But a real bear, if you saw a real bear this big, walking around, you might be a little scared of him. Okay. In fact, Gentle Ben was about 750 pounds. Okay. I don't think I could carry him up here. But he was known as Gentle Ben. Now, what does it mean to be gentle? What does it mean to be gentle, Sam? To be kind, okay. Yeah. So the bear, who's the real bear who's 750 pounds, Yeah, he's very strong. And because he's very strong, he could do some damage, he could hurt things. Uh, So some people might be afraid of him because he's so big and so strong, but this bear in the show was was gentle, he was kind. And the reason I'm sharing this with you today, you might be wondering, is that in the Bible, one of the the things we're going to read today, uh, the words say for us to show our gentleness, that we are to treat one another with gentleness. Now, when you think of gentle, it doesn't mean that you just sit there and do nothing. Gentle means you are to act. You are to move, but do it in a nice, kind way. Okay? Now, if you were to come up and greet this bear, which I'll I'll let you do after we have a prayer, you'll find that the bear is soft. Okay? The bear is soft because it just sits there. This bear doesn't do anything. But if this bear was moving around... He better be gentle, otherwise he's going to hurt somebody, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah, and scratch scratch you. Um, so when we are moving around and acting and, and interacting with each other, uh, the Bible reminds us that we are to be gentle as we care for each other in the same way that Jesus has been gentle with us, okay? Let's have a prayer together, and then I'll let you go to Sunday school. Dear God, thank you that as big and great and strong as you are, you come to us in the gentleness of your Son. Amen. Okay, thank you for coming up. You can say hi to the Bears as you go back to Sunday school. You can take the bear with you, of course. I know everybody will be sad here in the congregation to see the bear go. (laughs) And I invite you to stand uh, for the confession and forgiveness. The psalmist declares, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. This morning we come before a holy God who is righteous in all his ways. In his holy presence we recognize our sins, our shortcomings, our outright rebellion against him. We take some moments now of silent reflection before God. And now having confidence... In the psalmist's words that God is full of compassion, together we make confession. Most holy God, you are Lord of heaven and earth. You have given us much freedom in this life. We confess that we have misused that freedom. Instead of using it to develop the gifts you've entrusted to us to serve others, we've squandered that freedom, hoarded our gifts, and lived life to serve ourselves. Change our hearts, O God. Turn us from our self-serving ways to serve our neighbors in need and to bring glory to your name. Amen. The Lord is gracious and righteous. The Lord is full of compassion. God has heard your confession and in his grace, God forgives your sin, cleanses you from all imperfection, empowers you to live a life pleasing to him. May the forgiveness that you have received today bring joy to your heart, that rejoicing in God's grace, you will be moved to serve others in their need to the glory and praise of God. Amen. You may be seated as we continue by singing beautiful one. Always in response to what God has first done for us. As we gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, uh, we cannot help but respond in singing and praise. Also, coming into God's presence, we can admit our need. Uh, We can come before Him hungry and know that He will satisfy us. Let's sing. Is yet to be known uh, what God can do in the life of someone who devotes himself or herself completely to the Lord's will. Uh, may God draw us all into that kind of commitment this day. We continue with the prayer of the day. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, as you sent upon the disciples the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. Look upon your church and open our hearts to the power of the Spirit. Kindle in us the fire of your love and strengthen our lives for service in your kingdom. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We continue with the reading of God's Word for today. Our lecture this morning is Colin Campbell.
1: Our first reading from God's word appointed for this Pentecost Sunday is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. The reading begins on page 1140 of the Red Bibles. In this passage, we read about the birth of the New Testament church as the Holy Spirit falls upon the believers who have gathered to celebrate the festival of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit quickens hearts to faith builds the church, and empowers the apostles to speak God's word with boldness. Acts 2, verse starting with verse 1. When the day of the Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, like a sound blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire Separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Is- Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one had heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all of these who are speaking? Galileans, then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judah, uh, excuse me, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya near, near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both declaring their wonders of Buddhism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring their wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all all of you who live in Jerusalem, Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will see dreams. Here ends the first reading. Our next reading is from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. The reading begins on page 1232. Writing from his prison cell in Rome, the Apostle encourages believers to rejoice in the Lord and to lay all concerns at the feet of Jesus. Philippians 4, beginning with verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Here ends the second reading. Thank you, Colin,
0: for your courage coming up here reading on this Sunday, and I invite the congregation to stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel on this Pentecost Sunday, according to St. John, the seventh chapter, beginning with the 37th verse. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty... Let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Well, it has happened twice in our neighborhood since we've lived there. The sound of screeching tires and then of a magnificent crash that brought us and our neighbors out of their houses, out into the darkness. The first time it happened, just a few doors down, right after they had repaved our road and there was still that sand gravel mix that was there on the surface of the street to soak up that excess oil car full of teenagers tried to navigate the corner and were unsuccessful. The other accident was on the expressway, just seven doors down from our home. In both situations, it was the sound, the sound of something substantial that got our attention. It was the sound that compelled us to leave the house, to find out what was going on. In my estimation on each occasion, more than what a hundred of us exited our houses to go find out what had happened. Let us pray. Almighty God, as we gather together in this place today, and we remember the day of Pentecost told in Acts chapter 2, so we look upon you as the one who is able to surprise us to do mighty things, for us, and through us. And we pray this morning that even as your Spirit came down upon those gathered in that place, so you would make your presence known to us here in this place, that you would fill us with all that we need, that you would assure us of your goodness, your grace, and that you would empower us to be your people, your servants, in your world. And now we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the first instance what I shared with you, the car hit the curb, catapulted upside down, and slid into the front room of the house. When I made my way very suddenly, out of our house and went down to investigate, it was a surreal scene, as it was completely silent, and I could not even locate where the car was. Uh, no one was hurt. There were no fatalities in that crash. The second instance happened at the intersection of uh, Almaden Expressway in our street, Trinidad. In that case, it was also a car full of teenagers speeding, where the car had wrapped itself around the stoplight pole. In that situation, also, miraculously, no one was injured or died. On the scene before us this morning, we find the disciples of Jesus gathered together on the day of Pentecost. We're not talking about just one hour of worship. We're not even talking about one day filled with praise. We're talking about a week-long celebration, something like a gigantic, lengthy family reunion. We read this morning that in Jerusalem, there had gathered an extensive and varied group of people from all around the Mediterranean and even to the east. Parthians and Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, and Egypt. There were even some Cretans there. How would you like to hang out with the Cretans? It was a busy, crowded, active, and very festive scene. What brought all these people from these various nations together? They were there because of the goodness, the grace, and the blessings of God continuing family traditions that had been passed down to them for generations. They were there to respond to that goodness, that grace, and the blessings of God by giving thanks, rejoicing in the presence of God. And indeed, it was a joyful occasion. Many were present, and it was a mixed crowd. But as different as they were, they had all come together For one singular purpose, to rejoice in the Lord. There was also a smaller crowd gathered together in a house that day. That's the opening scene of our scripture from Acts chapter 2. For gathered in the house that morning were the twelve disciples. They were all together in one place, scripture says. That is, they were together with a singular purpose they too were rejoicing in the Lord and in the great things that God had done for them. For the privilege of walking with Jesus for three years and learning from Jesus over the course of that time. First came the sound. This got the attention of all in the house. And then seemingly something like fire that had come down from heaven. Not only those in the house, but people for blocks were attracted by this scene. And then, what got their attention? They started to speak in different languages. These Galileans were speaking languages that were foreign to them, but familiar to others. What was being communicated? The wonderful deeds of God. A crowd gathers at the house, a crowd that is filled with wonder, First at the sound of the wind, perhaps the sight of what follows after the wind. Upon and then residing in the house, then the sound of these languages being spoken, then the content of the speech, and then the striking recognition that those who were speaking could not have been expected to speak what they were speaking. For these were local Galileans. Awe, excitement, bewilderment, amazement, perplexity—these and other words are used to describe the scene. What did this all mean? For the action, it could have been created; it could be explained in different ways. Different narratives could have been created to retell this event. We see strands of it right here in our scripture in Acts 2. There will always be those who poo-poo things they don't understand. And so we have here in this case as well. As there are some who will look upon what has happened, these Galileans speaking these wondrous deeds of God, and simply attribute it to drunkenness, nothing more. Then Peter, God love him, counters the accusation with the claim that it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. That even for the disciples, it was too early for this sort of shenanigans. I'm not sure that Peter's addition here helps his case, but it does give us reason to smile, gives us reason to find humor in the words, and to rest a bit more easily. That God is able to work through even Peter, and if he can work through Peter, Perhaps it can work through us as well. Well, Peter then makes his appeal for rapt attention and continues to speak about what had happened. He says that what's happening here is nothing less than the fulfillment of the words spoken centuries before by the prophet Joel. Nothing less than God's Spirit that was at work here in this scene. It was God's Spirit that enabled those with voices to speak Speak of the wonders to all who had ears to hear. Even as the audience was varied, so are those who are drafted to participate in the Spirit's work, says the prophet Joel. That God would pour out his Spirit upon all people, young and old, sons and daughters, women, trained and untrained, all summoned to be instruments of voice, and making known the magnificent wonders of God. What was happening here was of cosmic significance, involving both heaven and earth. The wonders of God were being exalted and communicated to all of creation. The wonders of God come to earth in Jesus Christ, the servant king, who lived a humble life of sacrifice all the way to the cross of Calvary, pouring out his lifeblood for the sins of humankind, overcoming death, conquering the grave, bringing life and salvation to the world. Some will come to this place, Emmanuel Lutheran of Saratoga, and expect not to find anything here that is familiar. Perhaps it has not been in their family tradition Perhaps they think that staid religious folk have nothing really to offer in the real world. What can be expected, after all, from provincial Galileans, but provincial neighborhood talk? But sometimes surprises come when the spirit blows where it will. That which is heard, far from being foreign, becomes familiar In fact, words that can speak to the deepest part of our being. The wondrous works of God. Creating us, saving us, faithful to be present with us. All who call upon the Lord will be saved, says the Apostle Peter. This means nothing less than that God wills and desires to save all those who are in need. No one is too far gone. That you cannot call upon the Lord, I know that God will hearken to your cry and be moved by it to action. The variety of our church family, the diversity, is a rich blessing indeed. And we are blessed here in this place with a growing congregation. Some who are joining our congregation today have been worshiping with us for years, others have been here for several months. There are some who are so new to us that they still want to test the waters until they throw in their lot with us and our mission in this community. But God, who has blessed us so richly in the past with pillars of our congregation, continues to bless us with new souls in our midst. And this Sunday, this Pentecost Sunday, is an ideal Sunday to celebrate the addition of new members into our church family. God uses us all to speak of the wonders he has done, of his goodness and grace. What joy to be recipients of God's work and what an honor to be bearers of his word. May God's spirit continue to do his powerful work in God's world today, blowing in us and through us, blowing out the dusty and the stale blowing into us freshness and vitality, enlivening us to speak to all of the wonders of God. Amen. Let us pray as we prepare to sing our next song. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your Spirit. of us, for us, the Spirit who intercedes on our behalf, the Spirit who calls to our mind that which Christ has done. We pray that we would be open to your guidance, to recognize your Spirit within us, and to allow your Spirit to have his way, that we we might be your willing servants in your world, to the honor and glory of your name. Amen.
2: surrounds me.
0: upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. Even as we read in Scripture today, those who call upon the Lord will be saved. Well, it is a joy at this time to uh, call forward Samira Jamie. Please come forward. Uh, this Sunday, uh, we have received at our early service this morning um, three different uh, family groups. Um, Samira is the only one from this service uh, who will be joining today. But come forward, please. Uh, The Papavici family, uh, if you know them, also known as the A family, uh, all of their names begin with A, Uh, Andre and Anna, Astrid, uh, Alina, and Andrew, I think I got them all. Uh, Astrid and Andrew will be confirmed in two weeks, so if you're here at that service, you'll get to participate in that. Greg and Heather Pearson have been with us for years. Uh, They formally joined this morning as well as Sam and Josephine Hoff. So Samira uh, will be joining our congregation this morning as well. And when I sent out about to 18 different families about uh, the possibility of joining this morning, uh, Samira said, I, I thought I already was a member. Oh, I've been here for three years. <laughs> for three years, yeah. And uh, so faithful uh, in coming to church. Uh, as you know, she's uh, working with Jim Wenzel, And there are many nights that Samira will be here after working sleepless nights, in dire need of sleep, and she will be awake during the service when her caregiver uh, sleeps for her, I think, (laughs) your care receiver. So uh, it's a joy to have you join uh, our congregation here this morning. So in holy baptism, our Lord Jesus received you and made you a member of his church, In the community of God's people, you have learned from God's word, his loving service for you and for all creation. You've been nourished at his holy table and called to be a witness to the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Now, therefore, I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, to reject sin, and to confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we baptize. I'll ask you a question that has been asked now down through the ages. Do you renounce all the forces of evil, the devil and all his empty promises? If so, answer, I do. I invite the congregation to stand as we will continue with our confession of faith. Do you believe in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. You have made congregation may be seated. Samira, you have made public profession of your faith. I ask you now, do you intend to continue in the covenants that God made with you in holy baptism? To live among God's faithful people, to hear his word and to share in his supper? To proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of our Lord Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. And let us pray. Gracious Lord, through water and the Spirit, you have made Samira your own. You have forgiven her her sins and brought her to newness of life. Continue to strengthen her with your Holy Spirit and daily increase in her the gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now I believe we have a slide up there, do we? Uh, No, we don't, but you have it in your bulletin. It's right after the confession, on page 8. And before I invite you to say these words uh, to welcome Samira, um, just a few edits because we have just one person up here. So we'll say, receive you as a fellow member. And instead instead of children of the same Heavenly Father, we can say daughter of the Heavenly Father and a worker with us. Okay? So, Samira, face your uh, church family here as we uh, receive you. We welcome you into the Lord's family. We receive you as a fellow member of the body of Christ, a daughter of the same Heavenly Father, and a worker with us in the kingdom of God. Amen. It's good to have you with us. It's been a joy. Yeah. (laughs) I invite you to uh, greet Samira following the service also today. Please stand as we continue with our prayers. Almighty God, we thank you for your spirit at work in all of your church and here in this congregation as you continue by your spirit to call, gather, and enlighten and sanctify your whole Christian church on earth. We thank you for the new members who have joined our church family this day. We thank you for the gifts that they bring and pray that uh, this would be a mutually beneficial uh, joining, that we would benefit by their presence here and that we would bring benefit to them as well. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, we lift before you those who are in special need of your healing touch and the assurance of your presence in their lives. This morning, we lift before you Robert Hyler, Tom Kidd, and Anna Crowley. We thank you that you know their needs and that you are faithful to meet them. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you for the gifts of your servants, Dorothy Williams and Bud Stump. As they celebrate their birthdays this day, we pray, O Lord, that you would draw them close to yourself, that you would reassure them of your faithful presence, and reassure them that they are your daughter and son. Lord, in your mercy, we lift before you Holy Redeemer Church in San Jose and Pastor John Friesman, the ministry taking place within and beyond that church. We pray for the families of those who grieve the loss of loved ones, including the family of Dan Caroli. As you have invited us and summoned us to pray for our leaders, we pray this morning for President Trump and Vice President Pence, that you would lead and guide them and empower them to make decisions good for our nation and for the world. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for missionaries who bear your word in places far and wide, for the Stone family, the Pixleys, the Wicks, and the Shalhoobs, for all of their personal needs and for all that they need in their ministry to be effective for your kingdom work. We pray for those who are graduating from places of education, for Chris Jernberg, for Mary Engfelt, for Alyssa McCoy, and for the daughter of Jim Loughman. Continue to guide them in the ways that you have set before them. Uh, Help them to be effective servants in your world. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, O Lord, we pray for those victims of the Santa Fe High School shooting in Texas. We pray that you would comfort them in this time of loss, and we pray that you would have mercy upon our nation. And upon troubled individuals who can find no other way. We pray that you would show your way to those who are in those in between places, that you would call them to yourself, that you would grant them hope. Lord, in your mercy. It is into your hands, O Lord, that we commend all for whom we pray with these spoken prayers and the silent prayers of our hearts, trusting in your mercy. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated as we continue with our offering this morning. Uh, Remember that your gifts that you uh, place in the plate are for the ministry of our Lord Jesus here in this place and beyond our church walls. Thank you for your generosity. And now here in this place, we remember that in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. We join together in singing our Lord's Prayer.
2: Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the kingdom the power and the glory are yours
0: This is the Lord's table. Jesus is the host of this meal, and all are welcome to receive the sacrament this morning. I believe you all know how this works. I invite you down the center aisle. uh, Reserve the wafer to dip into the wine or the grape juice that follows to receive both elements at the same time. Please come and be assured of the forgiveness and salvation of God.
2: Oh, yeah, Let's do I'm finding myself.
0: now the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you in his grace now and forever. Amen. I invite you to stand for the close of the service today and now receive the blessing for the journey. Pursue genuine love, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourselves in the strength of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending song this morning is titled, Faith.
2: Thank you, Pastor. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful-